Children's Ministry Monthly, a podcast focusing on the needs of everyday children's ministers. I am your host. My name is James. This is Children's Ministry Monthly mini casts. This is uh, second in a series that we're doing on discipline. Uh, last time we uh, we talked about discipline and we defined it. We defined it as um, discipline is our providing a relationship of love. So they will allow us to show them the consequences of sin and the benefits of obedience. And and I took that basically from Scripture, from from our relationship with God, the way that God has set up the universe to, to operate. If you haven't uh, listened to that, I think you need to go back, listen to part one, and come right here to part two. Um, because everything we're going to say is based off that definition. Discipline, um, discipline is important, and it's not a dirty word. All right. Today we're going to talk about, though, reasons we don't discipline. Okay? Um, what we're going to do is we're going to answer the question, we don't discipline because. Uh, so let's put our convictions, our reasons, and our ra- ra- rationalizations for not dis- disciplining through the mesh of our new understanding of discipline. All right. So again, if you haven't heard part one, um, let's 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 go back and do that, and then come back here. All right. Number one reason that we don't discipline. Okay. We want them to feel loved. We want our kids to feel loved. Um, but here it is: love isn't all that they need. Okay. Love is not enough. Okay. Especially my love. My love is just a gateway. It's a pipeline. It is a after effect. It is a secondary thing. I love them because Christ first loved me. It, I don't give them, I, I do show them Christ's love, but I don't directly love them with his love. It's my love because of Christ. So my love can't save them. Um, and, and plus our definition says it right there. Our discipline is providing our rela- a relationship based on love. So then they will allow us to open, to show them. Uh, so it's not enough. We want kids to feel loved. Uh, discipline is 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 going to fit within that. Okay, so if you discipline them, you feel like you're not going to love them. Um, here's the other reason: um, we want to feel loved by them. Okay, uh, we want to be friends with the kids. Um, some of us do. Well, we're not here for ourselves. Okay, ministry is not about us. Our gratitude and love comes from the kids uh, sometimes and sometimes it doesn't but it comes from the one we work for and a properly disciplined child okay kids do not want people uh, that like them and kids don't want, not necessarily and they don't want somebody to be like uh, they or I'm sorry they don't want somebody to be like them they want somebody to be like they want someone that they can look up to uh, another one close in hand. Uh, most of these first three are pretty close. We want to feel loved. We want to feel loved by them. And three, uh, we don't want to ruin our relationship with them. Okay, we feel like if we start disciplining them, it's going to hurt them. It's going to push them away from us, and then we won't be able to pour in their lives. But here it is: a relationship that doesn't position you as the leader. Okay, and that is not based on mutual respect. If they're abusing their, your relationship, if you feel like you can't be the boss, if you can't uh, ask them to do something, if you can't speak into their life, if they're not going to listen to you to tell them stop running in the hall and quit throwing your pencil, what makes you think they're going to listen to you when you tell a Bible story? 
they're going to ignore you exactly the same way they ignored your command. Why would they believe anything you said? Okay, so here it is. A relationship that doesn't position you as the leader and teacher and is not based on mutual respect, where the child is not able or willing to receive correction, input, or guidance, it is not a relationship worth keeping alive anyway. You need to kill it and start over. And if discipline kills it, great, because it was sick to begin with, and you can start over fresh. Okay? Here's another reason. We don't feel, or we feel like that kids get enough of this everywhere else. They get yelled at at home. They have to be made to mind at home. They get slapped around and all this kind of stuff. In many cases, though, people, they don't get proper discipline. Now, under our old definition of discipline, where it was abuse or where it was just correction or it was people just disapproving of them, yeah, they get that, but that's not discipline. That's the old definition. Our new definition starts with love, mutual respect, trust. It, It starts with them opening their hearts to us so that we can show them the consequences and the benefits, okay? Um, So they don't get the godly discipline anywhere else. They don't get it at school. Uh, Teachers are pulling a paycheck, and there's some great teachers. Parents, they don't get it at home a lot of times. And and now, granted, I'm speaking from an inner-city perspective, um, and I know a lot of our rural people, and I know even our suburban people. You can all relate. Um, There's some kids that have great parents. I'm talking when I'm thinking about uh, kids that aren't getting it. Obviously, I'm thinking about uh, boys and girls whose parents are too busy. or And, and dude, that's from every economic background I can think of right there. Okay? Um, the ones that do uh, get proper godly discipline, here's the thing. They need it to be as consistent in your service as they did at home. Otherwise, they'll abuse it, all right? So a well-behaved kid at home that, that has consequences and rewards in your church, he needs the same structure, okay? So you have to do it for them too. But And the ones that don't get it, um, they need it even more. They need to see the, the plan. They will respond to it. Um, okay. And then, um, the last reason, okay, we've said them, let me recap. We want them to feel loved. That's the reason we don't do it. We want to be loved by them. We don't want to ruin our relationship with them. Um, we want, we feel like that they get enough of this everywhere else. And the last one is we don't want to run them off. Um, you don't have to worry about that. You're going to run them off if, if they come to church and all they do is, is run you. They're going to run you off. Um, Here's the thing, a group full of uh, an entire classroom full of kids that are being crazy and bad. You could put them little kids in timeout and for the most part they will sit still and they will they will obey. All right, or let's even take it down to Billy, one little boy being bad. You could put him in timeout. He'll sit in the chair. You put him in timeout because he wouldn't stay in his chair, but he'll stay in timeout. What the world? What's the deal? He got ADHD, but he could stay in the chair in timeout, but couldn't when he was sitting to listen to the story. Why is that even possible? Have you ever scratched your head and wondered? I have too. And here's the solution. Here's the answer, at least that I came to, is the reason that kid couldn't sit still in his own seat, but can sit still in that timeout seat is because kids crave discipline. They crave correction. There is something put into us. I think it's that foundation of that relationship with God. God has rules for for coming to him. He has standards, and we crave that somehow. And so that even that undisciplined, uh, crazy little boy that just drives you crazy, uh, he needs it. He needs structure, and that's why he can sit in that seat, because he knew it was being bad somewhere in the back of his head, and he's glad somebody stood up and is helping him, Okay. So what about the kid that didn't sit still? Well, you know, we'll talk about that later. Um, 
Here's some. Well, all right, those those were um, the main reasons we don't. Here's some struggles that people have with discipline. Um, we don't have basic expectations and standards. We we expect kids to obey because of our position. Um, a lot of people believe, especially older folks, and I'm not picking on you, but here's the thing: back in the day, we obeyed. My my generation obeyed uh, older folks because of their position. Principal walked in the room. Oh man, we all straightened up. Policeman walked by. Ooh ooh ooh, make sure we're being good. Parents in the room. Wow, you know we gotta we gotta be good. Pastor walks in. Wow, all the P's. You notice that police, principals, pastors, and parents. Um, it's not like that anymore. It's not like that at all. Discipline and respect used to be based on position. Now it's based on relationship. If you need proof of that, most of you are shaking your heads, absolutely. But some of us don't believe that, and they think, I'm a man helping in children's ministry, so these boys should respect me, by God. Or I, I, I worked three hours on this thing last Saturday night. They need to listen to me, by God. Um, you guys need to wake up and realize that kids don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Okay, That's cliche for some of us. Some of us, you're, it's the first time you've ever heard it. Um, you have to make a deposit in a kid's life before you can make a withdrawal, just like a bank. And um, so you, you you need to – here's the thing. Okay, here's the proof. A kid I don't know, I have to go and I have to get on to them and I have to talk to them and I have to help them to see what they were doing wrong. A kid I do know, if I see him from across the room acting crazy, I can eyeball him and he'll straighten up. Why can I do that? Why do I not even have to go over there? Because he knows me and he cares what I think about him. If I have a relationship with my boys and girls, I can discipline so much better. That's the foundation. That's the beginning of my definition, if you remember. But sometimes we expect kids to obey because of our position, and that's wrong. Um, here's another struggle. We don't, consistent, we don't discipline consistently. All right? We'll get really hyper about discipline one week because it's one of those full moon Sundays where everybody's going crazy. But then when the good Sunday comes along, we don't repeat the rules. And so the new kids come and they didn't know we had standards. And, and, and we, we say, oh, kids ought to know. They don't act that way at school. Yeah, they do. But the p- teachers don't put up with it like we do. So we have to be consistent. Uh, we don't have a consequence structure. We'll talk about that on a later show. Um. If we have rules or consequences, leaders or kids may not be familiar with them. So here's the thing. I am going to repeat my rules and my standards every single week, every single class, no matter what's going on, no matter how many times they heard it. I'm going to set standards for them, and I'm going to let them know what those standards are. I can't expect kids to behave in my class if I haven't told them what's expected of them. All right, uh, that's going to cut it out for this time. Next time we're going to hit on um, minimum requirements and how to know, because uh, I think one of our other struggles is sometimes we don't discipline because we don't trust our temper. We wonder, when do we go too far? Or am I being too picky? And so I'm going to help you find a very simple, foundational, basic way to know when it's time to step in and do something about the behavior. Every single time. That way, if you're in a bad mood that Sunday, 
you can trust yourself because you're still you set the standard up when you were feeling good and as long as you follow it you're fine uh, if you're sleepy or sick if you're over happy and don't want to get anybody in trouble you, you and you can't trust yourself because you don't want to get anybody in trouble this if you follow this procedure if you follow this way it'll help you to know this is very important for men especially because you know how you get riled up and you want to just ooh ooh slap some sense into them this will help you out with that, okay? So we'll see you right here next time. If you have any comments or questions or anything, you can email me at uh, cmmonthly at gmail.com. And uh, thanks again. We'll be right back here uh, next time. Peace. Peace.